Shut up and sit down. I want to welcome everybody to another episode of Third Shift. This is episode 243 of Third Shift, everybody. In case you didn't know, in case this is the first time you're tuning in, here we are, another episode, because that's how we do it. Today, Matt's a little under the weather. He was a good boy. He went out and got his COVID shots, and now he's struck. He's he's shaking at home. He said, I don't know if I can do this, Eric. Oh, I don't feel so great. And I said, that's okay, Matt. We'll make it work. And here he is. Of course, he's been begging to talk. He's shaking his hands. He's he's gobbled and goobled. Here he is. Mr. Matt, hey, how you doing? This is my favorite thing, is I get... You know, get the shot in the arm. I'm like, oh, I'm a good little boy. Here we go. Now I can go on my cruise later this year. Everything's going to be hunky-dory and fantastic. And I get home, like, ah, oh, let me eat my favorite thing because it's one of my days off. Mmm, enjoy. Take a little nap. Wake up. I feel like I'm completely dead. Oh, today, going to work. I feel pretty good. Eat some breakfast. Oh, I feel completely dead. Let me look it up. Side effects of the COVID vaccine. Literally every single thing that says you have COVID. Why? Why is this a thing? Why has science not progressed to Star Trek science? Hey, Doc, I'm a little under the weather. Hypospray. Psst. All right, you're fine. Oh, I don't need to, like, sleep it off or drink a lot of fluids or, like, get bed rest. No, you're fine. Just go. It's cured instantly. Boom. Done. Why isn't life like that, Eric? Instead, I got to have a miserable day at a miserable place. <laughs> Listen to me. I got to See, this is the best part. It's here. Here's the vaccine. There, you got COVID. Oh, I feel like crap for a couple days. Yeah, and you're better? Yay, you're vaccinated because we just gave you COVID. And you look it up, and they're like, hey, you know, here's here's what it does. But it's a good thing because it means your body's gearing up to make the stuff to fight it. I'm like, But why does a good thing have to be a bad thing? Why do I have to feel uh-huh. bad to feel fine? I don't, feel I don't like it. I don't like it. No. I don't like uh-huh. being sick. I'm never sick. You hear it on the podcast. I'm sick like uh-huh. one time a year. This is the time now because, oh, well. Anyway. Better be the time, right? Anyway, this week has been, oh, it's been a hell of a week, dude. It was fantastic, fun times at the worst place in the world, but the best place in the world is at home. When I'm playing Animal Crossing New Horizons, having a good time. When I'm playing Near Replicant, which we'll talk about later in the episode. When I'm playing Outriders with you on a Friday night, which, again, I don't really remember that much of. I mean, we didn't get, like, stupid, stupid or anything, but it's just, oh, I start playing Outriders with Eric, and it just goes, uh-huh. Next thing you know, it's over. And I remember having a great time and laughing and shooting stuff and turning people into bones and having a good time. But it's just, whew, just yeah. gone. Outriders, stick around, dude. Stay in my head. Wait, Charles, Charles. <laughs> I want to remember the Outriders. But one thing I'll never forget, I'll always remember, my favorite game in the whole world, The Outer Worlds. I did it. I don't want to be that guy who's like, I'm back into streaming now after one stream, and I'm not going to do it again because <laughs> I'm stupid. But I got back into it. Oh, I love that game so much. It makes me laugh so hard. Meeting the fashion lady in Byzantium was the best thing, getting sexually harassed by the fashion lady. Uh-huh. And then screwing up the very next quest I did, so the whole town tried to murder me, so I murdered the whole town, and I went, well, I probably can't do that fashion lady quest anymore, because my companions probably ran in and killed her. So let me let me, let me, me Google the internet and go, how do you actually do that without being stupid? Oh, you just walk up to the front door, and you can pass all the speech checks. Got it. Reload an old save. That's what we're going to do on the next stream. Twitch.tv slash third shift me. Check it out. Playing The Outer Worlds, but I'm going to play something else tomorrow, hopefully, as long as I'm feeling good. That I'm going to talk about later in the episode. So how about you, Eric? 
How was your week this week? I know. I hope you're feeling better because God bless a lot rides on it. You're going to be playing a really cool game, perhaps, maybe. And then on top of it, tomorrow night we're supposed to be playing some other cool games and having a great time. Don't ruin this. Don't ruin this, COVID. Don't you do it. Don't you dare do it. But while I'm sitting in my seat, shaking and hoping that tomorrow turns out okay, I'll tell you what I played. And what I played was, of course, near Replicant, just like you, Matt. Just like you. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. It was a I good bet time. you didn't play it just like me. Maybe we'll get into oh, that. Yeah, do, maybe do, do, we do, will do. get into that. <laughs> and the only other game I've played is Outriders. And I played that when I played it with you on Friday night. So, if that lets you know anything, it means I've played probably a lot more near than you did. And uh-huh. on top of that, uh, I didn't play a lot of video games total this week. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. I feel like I had a good video gaming week, but there were a lot of times where I just sat there and I went, hmm, well, I should get on stream and play The Outer Worlds tonight. Ah, maybe not tonight. Okay, well, I need you to play some more near and get further in it. <sighs> maybe not tonight. Maybe I'll just put on the YouTubes and watch the funny stuff. That's something I was going to talk about, and I totally forgot. I told you guys when we hung out at the uh, at the cookout two weeks ago. I don't know what it is. Like a whole worlds have like opened up in YouTube for me lately. Like I'll be playing Outriders with you, drinking some beers, and we cut it off. So I go, oh man, what could be on YouTube? And it's just like random channels that I've never heard of in my entire life, and it's all tailored perfectly to me. Like I don't know how or why. And then this past week, Shay sent us. The, uh, the pitch meeting for uh, <laughs> for A Quiet Place. Mm-hmm. I watched that. I'm like, that's awesome. What's this? Oh, this guy has like 200 episodes of this all on the Screen Rant channel. Watching them all. They're all a great time. I've never heard of this guy. Never seen this guy. I've seen the Screen Rant channel like once before. Never seen this. It's such a long series. It has lore. Like he changes things in the background as the decades change, you know, when he's doing his different meetings. Uh-huh. I'm like, where has this world been? And then at the end of one of them, he says, hey, check out this other guy, Aliens Guide. He does really cool movie reviews too. Hmm, click Aliens Guide. What is this? It's a guy who does movie or like TV reviews as like an alien from like the 23rd century after Earth has been destroyed. And he looks back at it. You know, he talks about the movie and the themes and stuff, but he keeps getting stuff wrong and like the pop culture references and the names and stuff. Really cool, really clever. I'm like, where has this been my whole life? Jesus Christ. It's, YouTube is just a magical wonderland, dude. It really is. You can get there and there's just so much to find, so much to see. It's it's insane. I, I see all the time why people get lost in it. Yeah. And that's precisely why I try to avoid it and don't go there. Instead, the reason why I've only played two games, and mind you, I played a decent amount of the year, yeah. is because... Like you, I would stare and go, I should play this. Or, Eric, or you could turn your brain off and just mindlessly, happily watch this anime. Mm-hmm. Yes, Eric, that sounds wonderful. Don't think or try to do anything. Uh-huh. Just watch this anime and be happy. And I did that. I did that a lot. I've watched probably two whole entire series of uh, different shows at this point throughout the week. It's it's awesome, but it's a problem. Yeah. Okay? You know, I shouldn't be doing it. I need to be playing video games because I look back now and I go, wow, I watched that whole series. And this other one, he shows shows is like 24, 25 minutes. Oh, that, that's a good uh, that's a good seven, eight hours worth of video games that could have happened this week. <laughs> well, too late. It's too late to apologize. You know, it's the one JT used to tell me. I need to get on that tip because every time I open up Crunchyroll, I look at my queue and my queue is too big. For one thing. So I'm like, ah, oh, that kind of sounds interesting. And I just keep going until nothing's interesting. But I have 
so many Blu-rays that I've been collecting over the past like year, year and a half of all my favorite series because they've been getting cool collector's boxes, you know, whole complete series editions. What I need to do when I'm bored is just go, you know what? Beep, beep, beep. Eject that disc. It's time for some Pat Labor. It's time for some Cowboy Bebop. Time for some Fist of the North Star. And watch it. And just like you said, zone out, kind of waste time a little bit, but be genuinely happy because I'm with my favorite series from back in the day and just going... Yeah, I remember this episode. Oh, yeah, this is the one. Yeah, get it, get it, uh-huh. get it. Yes. Feels good, man. Feels good all the way around. Whether you're watching new episodes or your favorite ones, you know, because I ain't going to lie. I busted out a little uh, Gods of High School again. I was nice. like, oh, yeah, a little, little episode here. Oh, that was one of my favorite episodes. I got to watch that one again. <laughs> little cup of coffee in hand. Just, yeah, what? why do I want to do anything in this world, huh? Mm-hmm. Except this right here. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> what a good time it is. I wish some I wish I wish there was a game right now that grabbed me like that. You know, that I just earnestly wanted to turn on and just mm-hmm. I don't want to do anything but play this. I just need to turn this on and be happy in this world. Much like that one game we we talked about briefly, Persona Five, was it? That well, game? I don't remember. No. That, that was from There's a few game. years ago, no, dude. Like yeah, you're talking yeah, about like the original? Ago. Oh man, that was like yeah, four yeah. years ago. It made me happy. Just you know, I just didn't want to do anything but play that game. It was just what I wanted. I want a game to do that again for me. I need a game to be here uh-huh. in that way. Well, I'm hoping that game is here for me right now, tomorrow, <laughs> as we're recording this. Maybe today as you're listening to this, because Returnal, a game, this is such a weird game for me. Returnal is out on Friday, the 30th, developed by Housemark, published by Sony. This is one of those games that I feel like I've been waiting for forever, because as soon as I saw you know, the first trailers of it, the first images, concepts, all the stuff, I went, that's the game for me. Hell yeah. And then I watched like one trailer a few months ago, and it showed off way too much stuff. And I went, okay, media blackout. And now it's just like here randomly. Uh-huh. So like I've been waiting for it, and I'm hyped for it, and I can't wait to play it. But at the same time, I'm like, that shouldn't be out yet. Holy, holy crap, it's here. What's here? Uh, it's, it's pre-downloaded on my stuff. I guess got to play it, stream it at twitch.tv slash thirdshift me tomorrow. If you don't know what Returnal is, you play as this astronaut, Celine. She crash lands on a planet, and she gets stuck in a time loop. That's all I'm going to tell you, because I'm not looking into the story. I'm not looking at nothing. But you got to explore this crazy alien landscape with crazy aliens that are shooting crazy alien lightning balls and energy balls at you and it's a total roguelike now this is something that i was looking into because like i said media blackout jones i went hmm watched a couple reviews you know with my eyes closed not looking just listening mm-hmm. and i went some of these people are saying roguelike which is like spelunky where you start clean over with nothing and some people are saying roguelite and I went, well, which one is it? Because I like one a little bit more than the other. I can tell you. I did look that up. <laughs> and it's a little bit of both. It's mostly roguelike in that you lose all your stuff. Uh-huh. But it does have options where key items for traversal or bypassing the zones, you retain those on your next run. You can also bypass the bosses of certain zones once you defeat them, which I think is really pretty cool. And then the other thing I love is as you go around, obviously you start with a little crappy pistol, pew, pew, pew. You run around, you find some other weapons, and each of those weapons has traits you can unlock by, you know, scoring a few kills with it, 100 kills with this, 100 kills with that. Now it's got a permanent unlock. Every time you find that weapon, it's going to have that unlock. Now it's going to make the weapon perform differently. It's not like 10% more damage or this or that. Now it's got piercing damage. Now instead of a big rocket launcher, you're shooting three little homing rockets or something. Some things do carry over from run to run, but generally this is a roguelike. You push forward, you shoot all the enemies, you dodge these crazy bullet hell sequences that are both intimidating and 
at the same time gorgeous to look at. Every time I watch this game in motion, I, I just fall in love and I haven't even played it yet. And then on top of that, the gameplay is based all around speed and not getting hit. Every time you kill an enemy without getting hit, you amp up your adrenaline gauge and it ups your powers. You get, you know, you can highlight enemies, see where they're at. You can do all kinds of stuff. You can also go and find suit upgrades, little parasites that upgrade you and your abilities as you go through each run. But each of those, it's a risk reward system. One of my favorite things. Hmm. If I'm stationary, I get minus 75% damage on all my weapons. But if I'm running all around, why do I care about that? Ooh, pick that up. And then each of those downgrades gives you a little buff or what you perform a certain task, ching, the bad stuff goes away. Now you just got the buff. It sounds fantastic. It looks fantastic. Watching this game in motion, it makes me cry tears of love and joy. The one negative thing I've heard about it is, oh, the runs are too long, so you don't like want to just jump right back in. Uh, that's great. I hate those spelunky runs where it's five seconds and you just get killed by some bullshit. This sounds perfect. It sounds great. I can't wait to explore a weird, creepy alien planet and shoot stuff and try to dodge all these lasers and things. Oh my god, it looks great. It's Returnal. Play it. Watch me play it. Watch me be horrible at it. It'll be great. Oh, I'm telling you, it looks tough as nails. I was watching some gameplay and seeing how things were going, and I'm like, whew, this ain't no joke one. This ain't this ain't like Hades. This is uh, definitely a lot harder. It looks like from what I'm seeing. So I'm like, oh man, I'm scared. But some of those abilities and weapons you get, like there's the like the pylon launcher that has all the little laser things that tag mm -hmm. all to each other. You can just make a giant death trap. Oh, as soon as I saw that, I mean, I've already bought it and it's downloading and everything. But as soon as I saw that, I just went, ah, I gotta have I'm it. I'm on board. Oh yeah. Well, if you're on board with that, Matt, you're probably on board with this next title. Let me tell you. There's no I way this it. is actually your release. We're going to see it. It is. New Pokemon Snap, everybody. It's out. April freaking 30th. As you're listening to this, you can go pick it up. It's on the Nintendo Switch, developed by Bandai Namco, and of course, published by Nintendo, the Pokemon Company. Whoa. Now, you wouldn't think, as Matt just said, I would even bother looking at this game at all. I'm not a Pokemon guy. I've never been a Pokemon guy. However... Long ago in a land far away, I had an N64, all right? And I was about to graduate, and I was moving on to bigger and better things in life. And my little brother was like, I got a game. Be, be, be. He pops it in, and it's Pokemon Snap. And he's over here on his little rails, taking little pictures of Pokemon, doing silly little things. And I said, well, I got, it's a video game. I got to try it. But I didn't understand it. I thought it was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen in my life. I didn't understand how people could love this at all. But I remember watching him for hours and hours playing whenever it says turn on the game system and he was downstairs or whatever. So it has a spot in my memories, Matt. It's there. It's lodged in the memory bank. Bloop. And I remember seeing that cartridge years later when I was unpacking my N64 stuff, doing something rather all dented and dinged up, said Jared on it, you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this stupid game. All right, cool beans. This is one of those things. I don't have memories of it, but I remember when it came out and I watched it and I was like, I mean, it's kind of cool that you can have them do special poses if you throw stuff at the certain, you know, the right times and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I went, this isn't for me. No way. And then, of course, what did I do all last year? Play Animal Crossing New Horizons. Mm -hmm. Now I watch this and I'm like, huh, it's a bunch of cute animals having lots of fun. You get to take pictures of them and, you know, do silly things. I'm not I'm not going to hate on this game. I don't think it's for me, but looking at it, I'm like, you know what? I can see how people would like this. It's a cute little charming game. 
And being an old man, I'm in the same boat now. I go, yeah. okay, this would be fun. This is a chill game, all right? What you do, you're a little old young adventurer. You go to these different little islands in the Pokemon universe, and you got to figure out this mystery. What's going on with the Pokemon? Well, how do you do that? You're going to go observe them in their natural environments and take pictures of them and return them to the professor, and you guys can study them together and try to figure things out, all right? So you jump in a little turtopod. You go boop, 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 and it's on rails. So it's just going to guide you through this path on these little islands. And you're going to see the Pokemon playing and having fun and fighting and doing whatever it is they do, eating, sleeping, in these different environments. You're going to snap pictures of them using your camera at the different times. Because guess what? Hey, it's night and day this time around. So you'll get the different times, different environments, you know, night-day cycles. And you're going to try to get the best pictures of these Pokemon you can. You're going to return them to the professor, then they're going to be graded. Now, this is where it's kind of cool because you get your one star, two star, three stars, and I think it's four stars, up to four stars, something like that. And depending on what the picture was and how rare or hard it was to take, that is the ranking you need. Now, however, you don't just, if say your first shot, you get really lucky with a Pokemon and they're, and they're already naturally doing something really peculiar or strange, and you get that four star, doesn't matter. Because to complete that environment, you have to get a one-star, two-star, and a three-star. Yeah. So you will have to return to that path and go ahead and get the other stars. Now, in most cases, though, your adventurer rank kind of dictates what kind of poses you're going to end up getting. Because as you get more pictures, as your rank goes up and your skill level goes up, the Pokemon are become more familiar with you. You're going to get more uh, abilities, like you said, so you'll be able to throw like an illumination ball at them. You'll be able to do all sorts of cool stuff to interact with them, to get them to jump and play. You'll sing songs, so they'll dance, that kind of stuff. And just in general, I guess, from what I hear, they get more familiar and will actually come out openly and hang out with you instead of always run away or hide or whatever when you're going by. So your progression relies on you taking these pictures, getting them processed, you know, picking the best ones out, which if you don't want to mess with, there's auto pick. So the computer will just pick the best ones you had. Or you can be like, I am a connoisseur of pictures. I can tell you the best one. And then you pick them and then it grades you and gives you your points and then so on and so forth. So it's just really cool because not only do each of the environments have the night day, so you got the different cycles, different Pokemon happening, but as your adventure rakes, the Pokemon will do different things in the environment for you. And on top of it, you get different abilities and things you can do to make the Pokemon act and do things differently. So it just opens up a path to get all sorts of cool pictures, do all sorts of cool things. And like I said, this is a super chill game. It doesn't require you to freaking think hard, solve puzzles, do all sorts of craziness. You get to just go out and watch these cool, fun little Pokemon, live in their lives, take pictures of them. You can share it with friends, obviously, online. They've got all that stuff set up, all the capabilities. You can take actual pictures. There's a new product you can buy from Nintendo that allows you to take a picture and actually produce a real picture, everybody. And you can do that. It's super neat. Pictures are cool. Wow. This is stuff you can do and new Pokemon Snap. Man, see, I thought this was a joke, but it sounds really cool. Uh -huh. It sounds really good. Like I said, I'm not a Pokemon person, but the added stuff that they've put in there, that you can progress and do the same things, and now the Pokemon are doing different stuff, that's pretty awesome, I gotta say. Yeah. It looks pretty neat. It's still not my jam, personally, but I right. definitely can see people relaxing and having a good time in the Pokemon universe to this particular title, especially on the go. And if you got a lot of friends involved and you're sharing pictures back and forth. And uh, lastly, I'll just note, because we got to move on, that you can customize your picture. So if you took a, a bad picture, but it was a good picture of the Pokemon, you know, it was like blurry or whatever, 
once the picture's done, you can then take it. You can make it clear so it actually looks like a good picture, post picture. You can add goggles, glasses, you know, nice. put little chompa chompas in their hands. You can do all sorts of cool, fun little things. You know what I mean? You can make the picture so cute and fun and then send it to your friends and go, lols, and we all have uh, – so, what a glorious time. God bless. You're clearly making, like, maraca hand gestures. Yeah, but... what are those machampas? Yeah, maracas. <laughs> Well, let's move on to something that Eric does know about. It's shift codes for Gold Kings and Borderlands 2. So hit the Twitter throughout the forum scene Instagram. Hit up be your preferred shift code provider and get yourself some free loot in a fantastic game that we'll never play again because we played it too many times. I'm not starting a new character. I'm never playing Krieg. I'm never playing Maya. I had to think really hard to think of what her name even was. I'm never playing well, it doesn't matter. She, she ain't live no more, Matt. That's She's true. dead. Spoiler. Oh, man. Spoiler <laughs> alert from a year and a half ago. Exactly. Oh, boy. You didn't know. You weren't... You didn't need to know. It's fine. You don't have to worry about it. I'll tell you, Matt. I could probably log on, and I still have my hundred thousand keys. Probably. I'm you sure know? you do. So yeah. I don't. I don't know if I need keys. I don't think I do. I got a million of them. What I don't have though in Borderlands Three is a million keys. I got zero keys, Matt. Okay. I went back in there and I was like, didn't I have keys? Oh yeah, that's right. They all got erased and everything. Oh, all that's my gear right. Got yeah. Erased. That's right. Yeah. So I have zero. That's the weirdest thing. It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't compute it because mm-hmm. I typically have thousands of keys. And to have zero, I'm like, this is this is preposterous. And see, usually I have zero. I think I have like 12, which obviously that's mm-hmm. not a preposterous amount. But at the same time, well, you know me. I told you. I'm going to open up some keys today. Fing, 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 fing. No legendaries. Okay, never mind. I'm just going to go run around. And you won't get none now because they you know, reduce the drops of legendaries significantly. So... I don't get nothing anymore. It felt like I'm playing Borderlands 2 again. I feel like I'm back home. They might have done that, but this week they did buff up a whole bunch of legendary weapons. I don't have the list up, but I looked through it. I looked through to find the OPQ system, and it wasn't on there, so I went, who cares? Some dumb weapons. When's the Revenge of the Cartels event come back? Where's that? I don't know. When is that? When is it? I think when it's is May. It coming, it's got to be coming up. It's got to be coming up. I know we're in we're in that sector, and they said it's coming soon. So we know it's it's around the corner, mm-hmm. but when? Who knows? I don't know. All I know is I look forward to playing it. <sighs> but unfortunately, yeah, like you said, they buffed some weapons and stuff, but uh, I do have it popped up right now, and it's from Take Down the Malawan. Uh, they got some Mayhem 6 gear, Take Down the Guardian Breach gear, mm-hmm. and then Mayhem 4 specifically, a couple pieces. So nothing from the cartel. Anyway, Matt, you're out of luck. <sighs> You just got to deal with what it is. And it's already amazing. That's why you can't stop talking about it. That's why you won't do anything but play with it anyway. So what do you need, what do you need to be more powerful for? I know what's going to happen. I know what's no, going to no. happen. Talking about it this much on the podcast, they went, hmm, that Matt says every single week that he only plays with one gun is flack. I know what we're going to do. Welcome back to the Revenge of the Cartels event. <laughs> we nerfed the OPQ system to the ground. Or just get rid of it entirely. No! Have you ever heard of that? Why would that be no, crazy? That's they just not, deleted no, the gun entirely. Can't do it. No, doesn't even exist. <laughs> Let's just go. My flak would have no armaments. It's just just bare fists. He'd have his knife out. Hey, I refuse to use anything. That's right. Took away the one thing to care about. I'm just gonna fight you with my fists. Jeez, old Pete's. So yeah, the buffs uh, this week were you know a little small. Looks like they're just tweaking here and there. Nothing mm. big. Nothing big else happened in the hot fixes. So. If you want to know the exact guns, you guys know the rigmarole. Head on over and take a look. But there was nothing that I cared about either. None of these guns or shields or uh, grenade mods or anything I use. So I was just like, eh, irrelevant. Doesn't matter to me. It's nothing I care about. But there is something that's very relevant that we do care about. It's more casting 
decisions. They've been announced in the Borderlands movie, and they announced at least three. Eric said maybe like 17 or 18 on some weird link that he visited in Pop-Up's game, destroyed his computer. But there's only one that matters, and that's Gina Gershon as Moxie. Anyone who grew up in the 80s or 90s, you remember Gina Gershon. You know she is the perfect Moxie. Don't even try and give me any guff. That's it. That's the perfect casting for that character. I don't even know who she is. Yes, so you I'm do. Sure, she's perfect. You know sure who she is. Great. She was I, the uh, she was the bad girl in Face Off, who was a good girl. She had uh, Nicholas Cage's oh, yeah, kid. Yeah, okay, gotcha. All right, I got. Gotcha. She was in a lot of other movies. She's got you know uh, a making hand well, gesture that nobody can see. Naturally, she needs to have. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Yes, yeah. I, I assumed without even seeing her or anything that that would be the case. She was the really foxy lady in like all the '90s movies, so it's just okay. perfect. Perfect, perfect. And then of course, two that I do know are Shay. Jackson as Jacobs. I'm really sure. I don't know who he is, and I don't know who this Jacobs fella is. <laughs> That's a guy who's been in a lot of TV shows. I was going to do the bit. I told Eric beforehand, now we and can't said, do no, it. I was going to be like, oh, hey, hey, Eric, you saw that movie he was in. He was the background guy and on the side over <laughs> there <laughs> drinking a beer. I couldn't even find anything that I even knew. So, I mean, I'm sure this guy's great. He's been in lots of TV, lots of movies, but I don't know him from anything. I'm sorry. And then uh, we got Charles Babalola as uh, Hammerlock. Once again, I'm sure he's awesome. I have no idea who he is either, but I'm sure he's great because the casting for this movie so far has been nothing but amazing. And so I, I bet he's done a lot of really cool stuff. I'm trying to look him up real quick. Filmography, Charles go. Charles Babalola. He was in The Legend of Tarzan and Gretel and Hansel, dude. It doesn't even say who he was, but he's a British actor. Know. And, you know. Hammerlock's a British dude. There you go. It's perfect. Makes sense. If it's the and same like I guy said, that I even looked up, I just <laughs> randomly Googled Charles Babalola. It was probably him. He is a British actor, so it's all it's all landed. There we go. Uh, apparently, Scooter Marcus got announced too, but like I said, I went to the website and all some pop-ups were coming up, and I'm like, nah, we ain't destroying my computer for this crap. Man. Not That's again. not going to happen. Not again. <laughs> too many times I've had to do this. No, never again. So it's pretty cool. We've already, we already know they've been actually filming, doing yeah. all sorts of cool stuff. So it looks like now they're bringing in the next set of characters to get the next set of scenes or do whatever they got to do. This movie is for real. It's the real deal. It's hugely in motion. I'm I'm stoked. You know, I can't wait till the end of next year, the year after, whenever it does release. Man, if I'm still alive and we get to go see it in a the theater and COVID hasn't just consumed the world and killed everybody but me and a few others... Wow. I can't wait to just see some shots, some stills, some production stills or something, or like a teaser trailer of like 30 seconds of something to know what this movie is going to look like. Like we've talked about, we're, I'm excited for it. I can't wait to see it, the fresh take, but what's going to look like? Because Borderlands looks a certain way. Mm-hmm. How is this movie going to look? What's it going to, what's the tone going to be? What's it, what, 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 what? I, I just want to know. I do too. I really do. Do you think they're honestly going to show much, though? Do you think they're going to get big into all that? Or do you think they're going to wait till it's near done before they start doing any kind of heavy uh, promotion? I feel like they might do, like, a, you know, the intro to all the games. It's Marcus telling a story, and you get, like, the intro of the Vault Hunters mm-hmm. riding on a bus or whatever. I feel like you might get something like that as a teaser. So you could you can kind of see the look of it. You can maybe see one or two characters, or, like, you know, from the back you can see him or something. Mm-hmm, some kind of shadowy type thing. Yeah, just going to give you a taste of the world. And the, obviously you can do all kinds of crazy stuff with Marcus's narration over top of it. It doesn't even have to be in the movie, you know? That's true. And maybe just for funsies, have him hit a skag, you know, on the bus you're driving or something. Mm-hmm. Just so you go, oh, it's a skag. Ha <laughs> ha, wow. Yep. And gets everybody hyped up. That'd be pretty cool. I'd appreciate that very much if they did do that. But, uh, you know, 
I think you're right, though. I think they're going to have to sell this. I think they're going to have to sell this movie. Mm -hmm. So they're going to have to get uh, the big time, you know, trailers, teases out there. Get everybody that doesn't already know what Borderlands is excited to see this movie. Using, especially since they're getting the huge star power for it, I think that's probably their best play is to, hey, you you like Jack Black, right? You like that. You're going to love this movie. Wow. You know, and then get all the normies on board. Because you could totally cross it over with that Jumanji crowd. Mm -hmm. You love Kevin Hart and Jack Black in a wanky video game movie, right? You loved it in two of them. Here's another one. So like you said, we're obviously diehard Borderlands fans. Everybody who listens is too, but you can totally cross it over. People love that kind of stuff and just... Bring it in right here, too. You like that Edge of Tomorrow, huh? Live, Die, Repeat? I love that. I love that movie. Oh, my God. Then you're going to love Borderlands. <laughs> I love that movie. I, I own that movie and watch it frequently. I freaking love it. You got the wrong lady, though. Did you say that was Kate Blanchett oh, in that? That's not her. Yeah, that, oh, that's, that's the wrong Blunt. one. No, it's Emily Blunt. Jeez. Listen, I don't know who anybody is. I don't know names. I just know their faces. They're both very pretty British actresses, so I, I could see it. You know, it's fine. Yeah. I'm so, you know what? I can't be held responsible. One was an elf, and one was stuck in a time loop. There you go. That's true. And both really good movies that I love. Yeah. So, can't be held responsible. <laughs> I, I, I say that. So, moving on, Mr. Matt. Today, I want to... I want to bring this one up quick because it, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It was cool, but it wasn't that big of a deal in my own eyes. But maybe it's different for you. The State of Play. Yeah. PlayStation State of Play came about, and they did say it was going to be basically just about Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. And I was like, cool. And then they and they did announce you know, the two little indies. And, Subnautica. And the Subnautica Zero, expansion pack. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But it was nothing big. Uh, I kind of... It's hard because I'm super excited. All right, let me let me first say this: Ratchet and Clank. This game looks flipping amazing. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. All the gameplay they've showed, all the little cutscenes, everything they've put forth, I am just eating up with a spoon and a bowl of freaking Lucky Charms. But when I watched it today, I was just like, "Oh, it's just uh, okay." I mean, just they're showing some of the stuff they've already shown. They're mm-hmm. doing some more gameplay uh, that was not shown, but. I don't know. Today I was like, I, I I don't know what I I don't even know what I thought I wanted, but I was really pumped for it, and I just was like, oh okay, hey, just showing the game. All right, I'll play it. I'll play it a little bit. I'm in the same boat because we talked about it last week. How this is one of the games we're super hyped for. You know, true PS5 game. It's going to show off all the stuff it can do. And I watched the trailer and I went, yeah, it's Ratchet and Clank. Like they showed a bunch of dialogue stuff uh-huh. and him kind of like moseying through the world. And I'm putting on my grammar Nazi hat. He says, Club Nefarious, it shouldn't be hard to miss. So it is, so you can miss it. Uh-huh. It, sh- it shouldn't be hard to find. That's what he should have said. But he yes. said the opposite. And there's a big neon sign outside. Come on now, fix that line. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm never, I'm never playing that game again if they don't fix that line. <laughs> I just won't play. So I'll get to that part, and then I'm shutting the game off. That's, That's right. it. It'll be my whole experience in this game. Hopefully it's towards the end, at least. But, I mean, I'm in the same boat as you. Like I said, super excited for it, but I watched it, and it was dialogue. It was walking through, and it was a it was a big set piece. You got to see Rivet doing the big chase thing. Mm-hmm. And I went, well, these are Ratchet and Clank moments. This is what I expect from these games. But it didn't do a ton of the dimension hopping or like the crazy stuff with that. They showed a little bit of it, which was good. But I, I, I kind of walked away from it going, that's that's what I would have expected even if it didn't have this dimension hopping stuff. That's mm-hmm. what I expect it to look like and play like. There were a couple things that did get me excited, though. I mean, 
they did mention like in the in the quick cuts bit right at the end, big open areas that you can go through and it showed, yeah, showed Ratchet flying too, on the yep. thing. And I was like, that I want. I want a big open environment to run around in. And then the clank dimension hopping puzzles where he, you know, you got to bring all the little clanks into the door and make them all oh. go through. I loved that in the other Ratchet and Clank games. Those were my favorite parts of those games, honestly. Because, I mean, I mean, I like the combat and the platforming and stuff, but you put a weird puzzle in there where I got to use portals to zap dudes over here and unlock this door to get them out through that door. Mm. Oh, love it. See, that part, I was like, meh. I love puzzles, don't get me wrong, but uh, my, my favorite thing about Ratchet and Clank is the guns. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Getting in with all the crazy guns, figuring out which you know setup's my favorite, which three or four are my go-tos, making sure they're on the easy rotation and just going through, no problem. Mm-hmm. So seeing him using some of your classic favorites, busting out some new chops, that got me. I was like, all right, yeah, okay, I can't wait to test these babies out, see which uh, ones are really cracking and popping, which of the oldies but goodies are you know still got that power. Mm-hmm. That got me excited like you said the open world part really got me going i was like okay this will be cool if there's more like area where i can just actually openly explore and have a good time in finding whatever collectibles and secrets there are to find that was neat and then of course miss zircon ah uh, yeah. i went yes here we go i can't wait it's the best i was super stoked about it and i can't wait to see i mean they said many many times throughout the gameplay reveal thing that hey you're gonna meet a lot of characters that aren't uh, aren't the same in this universe as they are in Ratchets. I want to see what Quark looks like. What's he doing? What's happening with him? You can't not have him in the next gen Ratchet and Clank games. Oh, yeah, no. he's gonna be like real thin or something, like some kind of actual good at his job kind of dude. I can't wait. Uh-huh. It will be fun. And all that being said, you know, clearly we're still ex- we're excited and stoked. Yeah. But of course, the state of play just kind of was, as you said. Hey, here, here's Ratchet and Clank. Oh, yeah, it's Ratchet and Clank. He's doing what Ratchet and Clank does, and this is, this is kind of how the game operates. Well, that's how it's always operated. Okay, cool. Just looks flipping gorgeous. New environments, all sorts of cool stuff. Rivet's in there now. You get to play a whole new character. So it was good. It just, I was like, I don't know. Like I said, I, I, I just thought something freaking bonanza was going to happen or something crazy. And it was just a, a cool trailer, a cool little piece of uh, gameplay. So... Shouldn't have got hyped. That's why I should have known better. Yeah, I want to see all that stuff they showed in the crazy version at the end of the game. When you're doing that little simple platforming he was doing, in and out of rifts, up and down, left around, all around the corner. Uh-huh. You know, swinging on the little grappling hook through and out of rifts and having the whole world change around you as you're doing that. I want to see that. But instead, we kind of got the intro to the game. I want to see the exactly. end stuff. Yes, where you're already a bad mamma jamma and you're doing the cool stuff. But that's okay, because we'll get there naturally as we play the game and that's have true. a freaking amazing time. And that's even better, because then nothing's spoiled, and I'm not aggravated because they showed me who the actual real boss is going to end up being, or whatever the case may be. So there you go, everybody. If you didn't catch it today, you can go watch it on YouTube or wherever the hell you want to. And I gotta jump in. Uh, shame on you. Shame on you, IGN. Because I watched it live. I watched uh-huh. the stream. It was like 20 minutes or so. And then I went back right before the podcast and I went, let me make sure I watch it again. Just, you know, full screen on my nice laptop with a good screen because I just watched it on my phone, you know. Let me make sure I'm not missing anything really cool. Oh, hmm. Oh, IGN has the recap of it or, you know, the the archived stream of it. Click. Hmm. Show starts in an hour and 58 minutes. (laughs) What? They put a two-hour IGN reviews and ads and previews thing before this 15-minute State of play. What are you doing, IGN? That's shameful. I don't like it. 
and I, I'm calling you out here on this podcast that you don't listen to. I'm calling you out. You can't do that. That's shameful and disgusting. It makes you think yeah, there's two hours of Ratchet and Clank. No, there's 15 minutes. There's bloop, bloop, right at the end. Right past all these ads. Come on. So the, oh, that is, that's not that's not good. No, that's not good at all. <laughs> I'm sure they'll fix it. They wouldn't keep that up there to get all that extra promotion. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Now, speaking of promotions... Resident Evil, Capcom, they said, hey, here's another wonky, you know, gameplay you can do for eight hours on Saturday night. Hey, check this game out. It's the, it's the Resident Evil Village Castle demo that's only for PS5 peeps right now, not for anybody else. And you only get to play 30 minutes within that eight-hour expansion that it's open. It was so weird. I got home Saturday night. I was doing something. I can't remember what it was. And, you know, my Saturday night, I usually watch an old movie. You know, I kind of chill out, go to bed early. You texted me, hey, it's going live in like 30 minutes. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, I have eight hours, but it dropped at 8 p.m. So I have to get up like at 4.30 in the morning. I mean, obviously, uh-huh. you know, to, to get up and take my coffee and eat my breakfast and then play it. And I went, I have to play this right now. I can't do my Saturday routine. Thanks a lot, Resident Evil. But seriously, thanks a lot for a cool demo because I did enjoy it. Yes, that demo was really cool. We both played it. I had a great time. I I completed it in like fourteen minutes, though. Yeah, mine I went was like that sixteen minutes. Really quick. Yeah, it was it was really quick, and I I thought I was even exploring too because I was checking every door. Mm-hmm. I was busting open the little uh, table desk and getting everything out of them, yeah. um, looking you know looking at all the pictures, seeing if there's something I was missing or if you can unlodge any or interact. I did all that, and I still like smoked through this thing in like fourteen minutes and like thirty two seconds. I will say. The cool, you kind of, when you pop into the castle, first up, you're in, uh, it looks like Lady D's room, because mm-hmm. you get to her, you know, her, you can get her goblet and sell it yep. later, which is pretty neat. And uh, and so immediately you're like, oh, crap. I liked how they just immediately put you in a scenario where you're like, this ain't going to go. But she's going to pop open that door any second. Mm-hmm. And then So you're already just scared to even search, because you're like, yeah, it's making you want to search, but it's going to make you search, because that's what you need to do. And it's going to pop in, and you go, ah! And what drove me nuts, too, is not too far from that intro, you meet the vendor guy. And I went uh-huh. in, and he's talking to me. Hey, Ethan, how's it going, brother? Come on in and buy a thing. And I was like, shut up, dude, shut up. Shut up. She's going to come in. She's going to attack me while I'm in your right. vendor menus, you bastard. And then I talked to you. He's just like, hey, the lady of the house, man, she's like upstairs, dude. You can just go up to her room and take your freaking little kid and get out of uh-huh. here. It's no big deal. She's fine. You're going to be fine. <laughs> I'm like... She could probably kill you too, man. Why, why, why don't you worry about any of this? Why are you sitting here in this weird little hutch? Uh, it's very, it's very strange, and you're very loud. <laughs> yes, really, you're giving away my position, and I don't appreciate mm-hmm. it very much. But it was also neat. You're speaking of that when you open that end, that big room. I like the the availability of just doing what you want. Even in this little demo, you know, you can go straight up the main staircase. You could come into his little room and interact with him and check out. Which did you see that cool little? Uh, figurine set next to him of like the resident evil 4 i think it was area or whatever oh, the no, castle and the and the bridges and all that stuff oh man i, I must have missed yeah. it yeah so there's like easter eggs in there cool little things like that and obviously there's a way to interact with it but you in the demo you didn't get it mm-hmm. and i'll say while you're roaming around and it gives you the option to roam around there was puzzles everywhere mm-hmm. and i'm thinking oh man i'm not gonna be able to do all this in the 30 minutes Holy crap, so I'm searching all over for these pieces to try to do any of these puzzles. Mm-hmm. And you don't do any of the puzzles. Yeah, None no. of the puzzles. I was like, you're teasing me, and I don't appreciate it. I thought I was going to solve a puzzle. When I saw all the four things come up, and it was like, yeah, uh-huh. the one thing you have, it doesn't go here. I'm like, 
there's got to be something. There's got to be. This is got. This has to be the end, where I come and I put all the things in, and then it opens up. And she goes, ha, 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 cutscene. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. I couldn't do it. Nope, it was not. Instead, you explore around, and you end up in the same uh, area you were for the very first demo, the maiden one, where you're in this big old foyer. You go up the stairs. And then you got the eyeball that you needed, just like you did Maiden, except you got there in a whole different route. Once you open that door, you get your first encounter. You know, one of the uh, one of the vampires, this younger sisters or whatever you want to call them, comes out. And here's where I messed up. Because I went, I'm in video game mode. Yeah. I shotgunned her twice. She went down. Never, never touched me, never did a thing. And I went, okay. And then I just ran instinctively in the direction I'm supposed to go because I'm just inherently like that. I know where I'm supposed to go. Boop, 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 boop. Done. Yeah. No issues. Done. Got out of there. Ended up in some cool areas. And before I move on to the end, I will say later on, after doing all that, I've watched somebody else play who was way uh, slower and not as intuitive as I was and had this vampire wrecking their face. You know what I'm saying? Just uh-huh. all over them. It was it was hilarious. It was, and I'm so glad that this person is way crazier at the games than I am because, man, the interaction as she's hunting you down and as she's talking and as she's mocking you and then biting into you and what she says, it's super crazy. It's super fun. It's really neat. I definitely was like, yeah, I want her to bite me too. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I was in the same boat as you in that, I mean, she did bite me once because I took a weird turn or thought this door was an openable door because it looked the same as the other ones. So she got me the once, but then every other time she's like, oh, 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 hey, here I am. Pew, pew, pew. And then she just disappears into bugs. Uh-huh. And I just ran to the end. I was like, ah, I shouldn't be so good at video games, you know? It really sucks. But I will say, the one thing I was concerned about with Resident Evil 8 was the combat. Because this, I mean, this is my first taste of it. And I had to kind of get myself out of that, not like usual shooter mindset. Because obviously I know it's not run and gun and shoot happy like an idiot. But I had to put myself back in that Resident Evil 4 mindset. Because when you're, I mean, when you're in the dungeon there and you got the, the dudes with the weird scrubby swords, you mm-hmm. shoot them and they go, and when you shoot them when they're doing that, they kind of doesn't register sometimes, and sometimes it does. And I was like, okay, I know what I got to do. Shoot him in the leg. Shoot the other guy in the head. Oh, he's back from his animation. Pop right in the head. Mm-hmm. So it felt good. It felt a little weird, but it felt like Resident Evil Combat should be, to me, the, the four and on player. So I enjoyed it, but it just felt like a little weird when I got the pipe bomb and I just went, phew, boom. Everybody's dead. Game over. You're done. Yep. Yeah. I was in the same boat. It was really cool, though, going back into that dungeon again and mm-hmm. it being changed up and different from when it was in the Maiden. Yeah, true. And then, of course, getting to see those baddies popping out, crawling out of the little holes, mm-hmm. and, and then taking them out. I, I'm used to that type of thing. So, obviously, once they popped, I just backed off a little bit. Like you said, headshot, headshot the next one. So, they stutter. Don't let anybody get close within range and take them out. Be calm. Be patient. You know, do what you got to do. Yeah. And then, of course, on top of it, like you said... The uh, vampire chick, she comes down again, and it was a lot of fun. It was really neat. Oh, and my last part that I really appreciated was when you're crawling through that uh, fireplace hole or whatever it is, and you're coming up into that wine room, and Lady D's actually there. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, oh. And then she just picks a little bottle of wine and just boop, 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 off she goes. And just once again lets you know, hey, hey, she's here. She's messing around somewhere. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. I should probably pay attention and not be crazy. That was one of those moments where I got in that room and I was like, well, I need to get everything in this room, but she's literally right over there. Like there was a breakable right there in the room too. And I went, Mm -hmm. 
there ain't no way in hell I'm breaking this thing. Because she's literally just just on the other side of that door. Bust that door right on opening and she comes and game over for you. You know what I mean? Could be. Well, it wasn't. Because I busted that breakable and she didn't come through, man. Damn it. I did it. I was like, you know what? This would be the time. We're going to see Lady D. Let's see her. And she didn't come through. And I went, okay, well, I guess I'm safe. This is going to be like when you watch that high-level Resident Evil 4 gameplay, and it's just a joke. Like, nothing touches anybody. Oh, man, come on. Put it on super hardcore. Maybe she'll come in. Maybe she'll come in. And that's what I wonder, ultimately. Because the Vampire Sisters and, of course, Lady D will be chasing you throughout the entirety of the game, apparently. Like, they'll always be stalking you, unless, of course, the story progresses where you start killing any of them. But you know what I mean. In general, they'll all be chasing you. I wonder if it's just going to be, like, completely random. Like, they're just randomly all over the place. And they just, if you happen to come upon them, you, you get them chasing you and have, you know, going nuts. Or if they will, Alien Isolation style be able to kind of locate where you are based off your your sounds, movements, whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or if it'll be also alien isolation style of just the crazy one, she roams in this area of the castle. Mm-hmm. The little less crazy one, Lady D, she's over here in this area. Once you go in there, she's going to pop a door and this is where you run away from her. I hope it's a little more free form, like you said originally, mm-hmm. but who knows? I'm I'm... I'm cautiously optimistic, Eric, like I always like yeah. to say. I'm going to be regular optimistic because Capcom's been on a roll. They've been putting out great games, yeah. doing all the right things. So I have no reason to suspect that any of this won't be amazing and be a great time to play. So I'm going in with open arms on it. I'm just I'm just sad because I know Lady D is just going to turn into a big pile of red weak spots and eyeballs. I hope not. No. I, I really hope not to. I don't want her to turn into like some nemesis creature or some crazy funky alien. Some monster. just big pile of tentacles yeah, and eyeballs. I want I want her to just stay a vampire. She is yeah. a vampire. That's all she is. Nothing more, nothing less. Mm-hmm. That's it. Let Lady Miranda be like the one that turns into the giant tentacle Cthulhu god or whatever, you know what I mean? That's that should be the way it goes. Not Lady D. Mm-hmm. In fact, I hope Lady D ends up getting eaten by Lady Miranda, and then Lady Miranda, through eating her children, turns into the tentacle giant monster. See, bam, storyline happening. I see. I just hope Lady D, you know, runs away with me, and we have lots of kids, like normal uh-huh. kids. We re reign over America as vampire husband and wife. Uh, that's too much. And I'll take. The, I'll go with the three sisters then. That's too that's much. Fine. Oh no, I'm gonna have to cut that from the show. <laughs> and last but not least, speaking of weird, here we are near Replicant. We won't go too long on it because I want to get, I want you especially to get deeper into mm-hmm. it because, you know, I've played 15 hours or so, but I know you haven't got quite as far. But here we are. We're both lovers of Nier Automata. Love the game. Had a good time with it. Obviously, now that we're playing this game that was, it's re released because it's just a remake of a game that came out 10 plus years ago. And you could tell, you could definitely tell, mm-hmm. it has, uh, it has the side quest tropes of that time and age, which, it's, wow, we've come a long way since those type of quests, I'll tell you that. I feel like this is what I remember the most about the original Nier, because like I said, I had it on PS3 or when whichever when it came out, and I played it, and I just remember running around from town to town, and like nothing happening, because that's what happens in the first few hours, and I was like, man, whew, doing that again in this day and age, like you said, it's hard, and then... 
I got the one quest that I thought was going to be really cool. And I mean, it was cool. I did enjoy it. The one where you can get Devola and Popola to sing at the bar. Yeah, I, I can't. I couldn't wait for that either. And it was neat because that song apparently is only played right there. You'll yeah, never yeah. hear it again. If you do that quest, that's the only time you get that song. And I loved it. And the song was great. And it was cool to see him. But you didn't get like an item. You didn't get mm. like, hey, just come on back. We'll do it anytime for you. It was just exactly. like, you saw a cool thing. See you later. Bye-bye. I was like, oh, all right. St- very strange, but sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I did that with High Hopes as well. And the song itself was amazing. Oh, yeah. But there was no payoff payoff in the terms of leveling up or doing that. And then let's be real. Even though that song's amazing, I need things that are going to give me XP and yeah. all the other goodies. Because I'm trying to be overpowered and get my butt in gear and rock and roll through this game. Because I am not doing all the side quests in this game. No. Let me tell you, uh, they are extremely boring. Just... Go out and get 42 goat meats and 62 tulips. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's not going to happen. And like you, I, I was like, this is this is turning out bad. And I went, nope, we're just going to play this game. If the side quests are on the way, I will do it as I can. And then I'm just rocking and rolling these quests. And the deeper you get, man, I'll tell you, the weirder it starts to get. And you're starting to get into your cool near stuff. And uh, I'll just say there's uh, the forest village. The Force of Myth. Once you get there, mm-hmm. there's a it's a really cool sequence of how how it goes ba- about it. I won't spoil it since you know you got to get there, but it's just really really neat. It's it's that typical near thing where it turns the game and does something completely different from what you're used to doing. Mm-hmm. And I I really appreciate it because I grew up doing this particular thing, so I was like, wow, yeah, this brings me back. Oh wow, this is so fun. It's really neat. Cool. I think the farthest I've gotten so far is the desert temple or the desert dungeon, however you want to think about it, where you got all the puzzle rooms with the different rules you have to follow. I really enjoyed that because it was it changed up the way you would normally play the game, except for that one where you couldn't run and you couldn't evade. And I was just like, because <sighs> mm-hmm. there's no easy way to just walk. You got to hold up your thing. No, just... you. Yeah, that one was annoying because I, I found out the easy way to do it, though. As you just walk to the left side there, and those boxes are so close together. As soon as you walk up to the first one, you just do just do a, your forward attacks, and it just naturally teleports you through every single box, basically. And I was like, "Oh, I made it to the end." Okay. What I did was go and jump on each one and destroy them, and then just hop, 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 hop all the way to the end. And it took a while, oh, yeah. but I was just like, "Man, if, if I just touch the control, the little analog stick, just eh, oh, you're done." But mm-hmm. it's still a pretty cool dungeon. Still a weird near type sort of dungeon where you randomly can't do the things you could normally do. So I liked yeah. it, but changes things up. Uh, the boss fights are always really fun, you yeah. know, very inventive coming up with the different boxes, doing the different things. So you got to use your different abilities to attack them. It's, it's pretty neat. The one thing I need back though, I mean, not like the need back cause near automata was after this. I need that auto heal chip on. I'm sick mm-hmm. of hitting. There's another thing from 10 years ago. I'm sick of hitting the pause menu, going over to items, I going know. down to healing, using medicinal herb. Okay, I did it. Yeah. Oh, dodge, dodge. I'm hit again. Pause. Go over to item. They need to be yeah. like on a quick, just on the D pad. At boop, least boop, a quick boop. menu. Yeah. At least that. I was in the same thing. I'm like, God, it takes me out, you know, because like you said, I got to stop doing what I'm doing, going to thing, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm starting to just pay attention to my health, making sure that it's where, you know, within a range where I'm not going to get one hit by anything. And now all I do is just run backwards and charge up the the big lance or the big fist or something and just, Mm -hmm. ah, it's just fine. Just like Skyrim combat, just run backwards and shoot magic and stuff. Yeah. I find myself doing that quite a bit too. Uh, and, And speaking of that... 
I went and tried some of the different abilities, you know, that I have currently. I've got the fist, I've got yeah. the dark lance, of course, the little pot shot, and then uh, I've got the glutton one where it like absorbs, absorbs the, the stuff, energy yeah. shots, and then I got the phantasm. Mm-hmm. And the glutton one, don't like it. It's it's way too situational. It doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't really applicable most of the time. The phantasms, I, I think it's just weak. Yeah, like, it's only in a small range and it's one attack. I'm like, nah, this ain't. I put that on in one of those rooms in the desert temple where it was like you can't you can't evade, but you can still or you can't swing your sword or wh- whatever it was, some uh-huh. weird combo like that. And I was like, well, phantasm is going to do the work for me because it says like you get a dark companion in a certain dark range, companion. and I was like, perfect, he's going to run around and attack stuff. And I went, and it just went ping, ping, ping with three little weak hits. And I went, that's, oh man, don't do this to me. So that one was no good. The fist was nice. The lances were good. And of course your pot shot's good. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, it's looking like the very first three you get are basically like the best in the entire game. And anytime I use the fist, it misses. I mean, maybe I'm just not locking onto stuff, but I'm Mm -hmm. just like right there. And, you know, it does a big swoop. I'm like, all right, there's three enemies in the swoop. Okay, I'm just going to use Lance of Pot Shot. That's all I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Now, still, it's weird because I'm enjoying playing the game, but the game itself isn't hooking me. Like, I love running around, hearing the near music, seeing the near world. It looks like my one of my favorite things, near Automata, but the gameplay is not hooking me yet. I'm hoping once I get to that forest dungeon, like you said, do the thing that's in there that makes everything crazy and change and cool. Hopefully that's when it'll just go, hey, Matt, <clears throat> come on over here. Well, I'll tell you this. Along with the cool change in the way you just complete that area for the first time, it plays one of the songs out of Near Automata in there. Nice. And it just felt, it just felt so good. It was such a great song, too. You know, And I was just like, oh, yeah. And then, of course, the stuff with your sister starting to kind of, you know, it's she's wanting to see you more. And you get those little notes that are like, hey, I'm... I just wish my brother was here, you know, and, mm-hmm. and so I'm getting a little more invested. And she's like, "Can't you just stay? Why do you gotta leave me constantly?" And I'm like, "Oh man, you know, I just messed up. Instead of spending the time I have with you, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just, just constantly around. gone trying to find you a cure, which we all know is gonna go poorly, probably. Mm-hmm. So like the time you should be spending with your sister while she's a here and able, you're out." gallivanting around trying to find this cure and here she is just rotting away and it, you can see the disaster coming yeah and so it makes you feel bad you know and you're like oh man this is just gonna be bad news bears she's one of those ones anytime she gives me a side quest i'm like oh, i really should I do, to that. do that i gotta do that one she's mm-hmm. like hey i want a watermelon okay i'm gonna try and do the garden thing it's probably gonna be rotten and dead by the time i get back from the desert but i'll try i gotta i gotta do nice stuff for her I'm not spending 1,500 gold on a watermelon over at stupid sailor land. And I'll tell you what, I'm broke. That's the other thing in this game. I'm broke as a joke constantly. I got no money no matter what. I can't even buy a medicinal herb. I got to go out and farm it myself in the the outlands. That's what kills me. It's like in that first town, you go to the blacksmith. Like, oh, here's a, you know, kind of a chintzy sword for 1,500. Then there's the beast slayer for 16,000. And I went, man, I'm farming it up. I'm going to get that before I even leave this town. Oh, the side quest where you got to buy a potato, 3,000 gold. Uh, mm-hmm. Side quest where you got to like buy a feather, 18,000 gold. Wow, gee, I can't, I'll never buy that damn thing. That's got to be like the best end game weapon because I got no money either. Exactly. I don't know. It's just crap. I'm not used to that either. I'm used to getting all the money because mm-hmm. I do like to go around farming baddies while I'm doing the side quest or screwing around, which generally speaking gets me all sorts of junk gear to sell, gets yeah. me all sorts of money in anyway. And this game's like, nah. You don't you're get nothing. You're not getting anything. You're not. You're getting nothing. You're you're gonna get these little hum. Beetle by beetle beetle by 
You just get these noises, mm-hmm. and then apparently, occasionally, a word appears. You know, and that, that's all you get. Or you get sixteen thousand tutorials as you clear out this whole area. Yeah. You've unlocked a tutorial for Combo Hits Fifty. I'm just, I'm just trying to make money here, dude. Uh. I just want some cash. Could you please have him drop a treasure chest for me or something? I something killed the useful. big boss thing in the open field. Did it give me lots of money? No. <laughs> yeah, I, I go back and find him. I kill him the other day. Uh-huh. Nothing. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'll just ride around my boar like a maniac and slam into trees as I pick up the little medicinal herbs and That's other exactly things I do. That's all I do now. It sounds like we're down on the game, but it is a fun time. I love riding on that boar, just running over everything in my way, barely making it onto the bridge, just... Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Grimoire Vice. Oh, yeah. Awesome. That book, he is so cool. The interactions he has with you and everybody else are always on point, always a blast to hear. And then, of course, uh, with the side character, um, what's her face? Uh, Kane? Kane. Kane, yes. I love it. She's so brass and mm-hmm. just out of this world. She speaks like she's a Marine. You know what I mean? That's true, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like oh, my God, I'm having flashbacks. Holy crap. And one thing I love, too, is I had to change the dialogue from Japanese to English because your sister's dialogue in Japanese, it's her, her voice is just that super tinny, like, oh. <laughs> super cutesy voice because she's sick all the time because she's always like, mm-hmm. eh, oh, brother. Eh. And it just drove me nuts. So I switched to the English. Grimoire Vice is awesome. Kaine is awesome. Every other character. I loved in the Desert Village, they basically are speaking Japanese, but they just don't mm-hmm. translate it in the English version. It makes me want to switch it back and see what they do in the Japanese version. For but Japanese. Now, but now I've learned everything. English. So, yeah. Yeah. That would be cool to find out, but like you said, it's too late unless you redid that whole section or whatever, which isn't going to happen. Yeah. So overall, for myself at the moment, I'm enjoying it. I uh, I definitely love the world itself, mm-hmm. all the little areas and vistas. Even though it's an aged game, yeah. they still look gorgeous just because of the artwork and the way it's all put together. Uh, however, the side quests, as we've already gone on and on about, just bad, just no good. The main story is slow to start, mm-hmm. but like I said, as I progress, it's starting to ramp up and get better and better. And of course, the addition of uh, your your companions are making it better and better because they're ridiculous. They are fun. I can't wait to get a meal mm-hmm. because I hear a meal's like just freaking phenomenal. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, the interactions with these guys and gals once I get them is going to be right on point. So that's right now is. What's carrying me mm-hmm. is these weird moments, these really cool boss fights, and the know, the understanding that this is just going to get crazier, weirder, darker, moodier, right into the near universe that I want to know about and see and, and feel. And so I'm like, I got to. Even even though I don't want to do any of these other quests, I got to keep marching forward with the rest of this and make it through. Now you got me all excited. Now I don't want to edit the podcast. I want to go play it so I can get over that hump. I'm just right behind the hump. I'm just right at the top of the hump. I just got to slide down. Yep, You're getting close. You'll get to the point, and then you're going to start to feel more neary. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're going to get there. Oh, and then, no, I can't wait for the big reveal of Papala and Davala, whatever they're up to, because uh-huh. there's something they're doing. I promise you, something's up with those two, because it has to be. As soon as I saw them, I threw my hands in the air and went, what the hell's mm-hmm. going on here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, I know who you guys are. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What's going on right now? What are you up to? But what's going on out there with you in podcast listener land? Have you played Near Replicant? Have you played the Resident Evil 8 Castle demo? Did you watch the state of play? Are you hyped? Are you not hyped? Are you just excited to talk to us? Let us know that via the email thirdshiftme at gmail.com on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme and find us on Facebook under Third Shift. 
You can find us in all those wonderful locations. You can also find us over on Patreon. Yes, folks, we are there. We do exist. We treat it like a little old tip jar. Anything and all things that you want to go throw our way, we appreciate it so very much. Hey, like what you heard, throw maybe a buck, two bucks, three bucks, throw in a few bucks, five bucks. You know what? You might start getting some extra episodes, some really cool stuff. And if you throw that million bucks in, we're going to start a food line store. We're going to start up a chain. We're going to do all sorts of really cool stuff. It's going to be epic. There's going to be babies in jars, the unpatented but soon to be patented cold cocks. You name it. All sorts of crazy stuff's going to be there. If you can't give us money on the old Patreon, totally understandable. You got to buy your freaking, uh, you know, your Red Bulls and whatever you got to get to keep you sustained. Hey, consider doing what Matt said and going interacting with us in any other way over on the Facebooks, Twitter, uh, the five-star ratings over on the iTunes, the thumbs-ups, all that in a bag of chips would be super useful, super helpful, keeps us motivated here talking to you every single week. And of course, you can listen to the very next episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. It's going to be dropping on the 6th of May. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, rating, view, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. Indeed we do. Just give us that five-star review. Give us that five-star review or I'm going to kill you. No, we can't. Okay. Well, hey, everybody. We love you all out there. There ain't nothing else to say in this episode except for. Don't forget to save. Shut up and sit down. Can't be held responsible. Don't murder the listeners. Oh, sorry. Didn't know I could.